Well, we're continuing in our Not Your Ordinary Sunday sermon series in the season after Easter. What does it mean that the most extraordinary of Sundays, Easter Sunday when Jesus rose from the dead, how does that shape, what does it mean for us? How does that shape our weeks, our Sundays, our days moving forward? It has an impact on us that changes who we are. It has an impact on us that changes our outlook on life, that changes our lens of hope, that changes the way that we walk through the world. So today, as we spend some time in the book of Acts, we're going to be hearing, we're going to be focusing on a a blessing, a benediction that Paul was giving to the church in Ephesus. But we're also going to be spending some time on this, not only being an extraordinary Sunday, as now they are all because of Jesus' resurrection, but it's a special Sunday because of Mother's Day. And we're going to also be looking at how mothers and the different ways in which they are special, the not ordinary, the extraordinary ways in which mothers act and treat us as we're growing up. And maybe for you, it wasn't your biological mother. It was a motherly figure in your life who took care of you, who maybe you still can turn to. I'm sure as we go through life, those people sometimes change and shift depending on where we are and what we're doing and who, who is in our life and who has, who has moved on or, or transitioned out of our lives. But we're going to be looking at how those people who are motherly toward us How that is different than the way other people are. And that brings us around to really the main idea of today. Not your ordinary Sunday leads us to believe that there are things that set our worship and our practice and our ways of life apart from the rest of the world. If we think about not your ordinary Sunday, we're also thinking about how Mother's Day, of all days, Mother's Day, is a day in which those people who treat us that way in life are special in themselves. They're not your ordinary people. In fact, they've got a very extraordinary purpose. So as we spend some time this morning thinking about what that difference is, what sets those people apart and what sets us apart as Christians, I want you to hear the theme really being difference. There's a difference in the way that mothers act toward their children than they do toward other people. There's a different way that children respond to the voice of their mother as they grow than than they do toward the voices of others. There's trust, there's connection, there's meaning there that doesn't exist in other relationships oftentimes. And so also does God through his prophets, through his apostles, through his church leaders give us important difference in our our understanding of his commands and his instructions in life. What sets us apart as well. So as I said, we're going to be hearing from Acts chapter 20, nearing the end of the book. And Paul is reaching the, uh, he's, he's reaching the end of his, one of his missionary journeys. He spent some time growing with the church in Ephesus and now on his way to Jerusalem. He doesn't have time to stop in the town itself. So he gathers the elders of that church, the leaders, the, the pastors and the elders, if you will. Um, and he gathers them at this town in which he gives them a parting blessing, a parting prayer, a parting commendation. He talks about some of the history they have with each other. He talks about the ways that he acted when he was with them. He talks about the instructions that he gave them, and then he gives them a few final parting sentences. So I'm going to read to you from Acts chapter 20. We're going to hear uh, how in these verses Paul speaks to the church in Ephesus. We're going to understand what it means for us to carry that through in our lives and the way that it convicts us when we don't live differently, when we don't step out. We're going to see how mothers exhibit this in a special way, how we can emulate and how we can uh, also model our lives after the people in our lives who exhibit these things toward us so that we can show it to others. 
Listen in to these verses from Acts 21. And now I entrust you to God and the message of His grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those He has set apart for Himself. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Think about those verses. Paul is giving this explanation. So first a note about that middle verse where he talks about not coveting their silver or gold and working with his own hands. He was trying to exemplify for the church in Ephesus what it means to provide for yourself according to the abilities and skill set that God has given you. He didn't come into that church just expecting them to supply all of his needs. In fact, he tried to model a life that was willing to go the extra mile in provision for himself that he wouldn't create a burden for somebody else. But he wasn't just doing this because of maybe the financial position of the church in Ephesus. He wasn't doing this just to accommodate some of their lifestyle and needs. He was doing it as a way to teach them the, the lifestyle that Christians have apart from the rest of the world. What changes in you when you believe in God? I want to talk a little bit about that itself too. Because in these verses, Paul is encouraging and and commanding this church as they are now parting ways. They won't see him again. He's giving them these commands. He's saying, I am giving you, I'm giving you over. I'm entrusting you to the word of grace that God gives. And this is a word that changes who you are, that has an impact. It, it guarantees an inheritance for you. What is that inheritance? Of course, we understand it to be salvation, a faith that carries us through this life into the life to come. But what does it mean for this life? What does it mean that we have been made a part of this body of believers that's a global community? Not restricted to a town or a province or a country, but the entire world, all who hear the good news. You are now brought into this community because of the words of God at work in your heart when you trust in them. And then he says, work hard that you might help others. When you work hard that you might help others, you are exhibiting for them not only that, not only that, uh, that you're a generous person, but also that, that in working hard, you are not simply going to sit back and take the easiest route. Now, this is an interesting, it's got some interesting implications here. I don't know what the situation was like in Ephesus at the time, but I do know that for me and for people in my life and for people I know and people like me, it's easy, it's a temptation for us to always go for the easiest route through life. I always wanted to find the shortest line at the grocery store to get in line with my cart. I'm always trying to do the math. If I pull up to a restaurant and it has a drive-thru and the line is really long, uh, in and out really, this is the worst perpetrator, right? in and out has a drive-thru line that snakes all the way through the parking lot and then it's got a parking lot for the cars, for the people going into the store and it's always full and you always are trying to do the math. Is it going to be faster for me to go inside or to go through the drive-thru? That's the question. What's going to be fastest and easiest for me? I think about other things about life, not just shopping experiences or fast food experiences, but I always try and find the easiest way to go through things. If there's an incentive or if there's a gift that could come my way if I participate in a certain activity or sign up for a certain email list, I, I want to go with whatever's easiest, whatever's going to provide the most benefit to me with the least amount of effort, right? That's just human nature. But it's interesting. If it's human nature, then there must be streaks of brokenness and sin within that human nature. And so Paul is speaking to that part of the human heart in Ephesus. He's saying, don't just go for the easiest way through life. 
Don't just sit back expecting to receive gifts because you have now been brought into this community of faith. Rather, work hard with your hands that you might serve others. Work hard with your hands that you might provide for your own needs. What is setting the Christians in Ephesus apart from the other people in that city, according to Paul's instruction, is that they go the extra mile, they put in the extra effort in order to provide for themselves and for their families and that they might provide for the needs of other people. So rather than having a lens of how might someone help me, Paul is coaching them into having this mindset of how can I help somebody else? And then he ends with this quote by Jesus. It's better, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And when I hear that line, and we, we, when we're talking about this concept of being generous with our effort, with our time, with our skill set, with our money, I always, always, always remember that it seems to be the people in my life who exhibit that way of living. It's my mom. It's my grandma. It's my aunts who, who are mothers in their household. It's the people who, who, it's the moms of my friends. It's the moms who have been introduced to me here at Shepherd or in my internship congregation or my home congregation or while I was at school. Women who are mothers or are motherly toward others, they go out of the way to live differently than the rest of the world. A mom who's feeding her children lunch and they're all under the age of five, for example, isn't expecting them to contribute to that effort that, you know, she's not thinking, well, if I make the food and serve it to them, these little toddlers are going to get up and wash the dishes and clean the kitchen for me. Now, that may come into play later in life. That's probably a good discipline, a good chore for the kids to learn, right? But when you're young, when you're unable to do those things, if you're too short to reach the sink, mom's going to just give you food and then clean up after you. And, and she's going to do that out of the goodness of her heart, out of the love she has for her children. When a, a, when a child or, or someone with a mom, maybe not a child anymore, but someone in their adult life is going through a difficult time and they just need to call their mom, mom's going to pick up and give them some good advice. And then she's not going to turn the table and say, okay, now, um, now because I've given you some help, I need your help on something else. That's not how it works right now. Out of the goodness of her heart, out of the love she has for her children, she's going to give something to them. Give them time. Give them words of encouragement. Give them a listening ear. Moms exhibit this different way of living toward their children and toward their families in such a powerful way. God gives us these examples in life of what he means when he says we should live differently. And all it takes is for us to open our eyes and see them and model our lives after them. Listen to what Paul is saying. He's saying, uh, I'm commending you to the word of grace, the powerful word of God that brings you into a community of faith. In this community, you should live how I lived among you, working hard, not expecting people to provide things for you because that might be the easiest way to go about it, but going the extra mile to provide for your own needs, to work out your own, uh, your own situation. And then on top of that, a result of your hard work will be the opportunity to provide for others. And there's two benefits to providing for others for the other person. On the one hand, they're receiving the benefit of your hard work, right? They, maybe you're, you're making bread and you only need four loaves for the week and you end up making six and you give your neighbor two loaves. All of a sudden now they've received bread. How great is that? But if you're also exhibiting the benefit of working hard and your neighbor is looking at you and they see that you need four loaves of bread, but you've baked six and that's a result of your hard work 
and your skills in making bread, they're going to think, oh my gosh, what if I started living that way too? Not only am I going to have what I need, but I might be able to share that extra with others. Now, it might not be material things. It may not be extra bread or extra money. It may be time. If you're efficient with the time that you use, you can spend more of your time helping your neighbor, spending time with those you love, spending time sharing joy with people in your life who you like to talk to, who you enjoy conversation with. See, Paul is explaining that ordinary people are not who Christians are because when you're a Christian, you have been made extraordinary. You have been given a seal of approval. You have been made a child of God that's set apart from the rest of the world. And when you're set apart, you live differently. What does differently mean? We don't just live like the world is full of strangers and our number one priority is ourselves and we just try to find the easiest way to get to the kind of life that we want. No, Paul says work hard for the benefit of others, not only the benefit that they receive, maybe maybe the, the fruit of your labor, but also that they would see there's benefit in living that way. If we're all working hard and trying to benefit others, all of a sudden we'll be feeling like we're benefiting from the hard work of the people around us and they'll be benefiting from the hard work of us. And this Christian community begins to look a lot like what it is when a loving family and a loving mother pours out her heart and her hard work for others. And then as time goes on, the children in that family pour out the same for their mom, and now she is benefiting from the hard work, determination of her kids. How can we, as Christians, who have been impacted and entrusted to this word of grace, like the church in Ephesus, through the words of Paul, impacted by the word of grace, now, given this commendation, to work hard for the benefit of others, that they would see what this kind of lifestyle produces for you, but then also experience the benefit of the outpouring of our generosity in time, in word, in skills, in the material things that we have, in the emotional availability that we might be able to share with them. Now, it's hard though. Sometimes it's, it's hard just to embrace that way of life. Sometimes we're impatient. Sometimes we're lazy. Sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we just need a day to ourselves. And, and as we follow along that line of thinking, all of a sudden it makes more sense to us not to live this extraordinary life, not to live this different life, not to live out this love and hard work for others. And we just want to kind of sit back and receive the gifts from other people. And then all of a sudden we wake up and realize, oh my gosh, I have not been living the way God's calling me to live. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get out of this rut that I found myself in? Well, remember, if that's the place where you're at, where you're hearing these exhortations, you're hearing these encouragements, these commands, and you're feeling convicted, it's breaking you down because you're not living that way. Know this, God is asking us to live the life that he exhibited through his son Jesus and he continues to exhibit through the work of his spirit that he ultimately primarily laid out for us in the creation of the world. The love that he is asking and requiring of us is the love that he shows toward you and me. In our hard days, in our days where we're not feeling like uh, following along with the different calling in life, God exhibits his patient and transformative love to us. And as we begin to live differently, as we begin to receive that different love from God and we begin to recognize who is pouring into us in life and we begin to emulate and, and, and follow after those examples in our lives and we begin to pour out our love toward others, we can't help but be not your ordinary people. 
we can't help but be different from the world. We can't help but be extraordinary. So on this Mother's Day, first of all, wish whoever in your life, whoever in your life stands in as the mother, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's an aunt, maybe it's your grandma, maybe it's just a trusted friend in your life, wish them a happy Mother's Day. Give them a grateful, uh, appreciative word. Give thanks to God for them. And then seek to see how you might embrace that same different way of living toward the people in your life.